Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Willow Viking podcast. Today I'm in Jorvik and my guest is Jimmy, the Welsh Viking. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, you were requested. I can't remember who, but whoever it was, thank you, because we've ended up setting this up. So. As, as long as it wasn't a police force or <laughs> a county court, then it's, it's an honour to be requested. So um, what is it that you do? I make, I make videos. I make YouTube videos about history. And that's mostly it. <laughs> I make I make I make history videos about all sorts of things, lots of Viking Age related stuff because I do Viking Age reenactment like yourself and do lots of living history things. Mm. And uh, during lockdown, I couldn't do them anymore, so I thought I'll start a YouTube channel, and it's the next best thing. If I can't go to reenactors, reenactors can come to me. Ah, awesome. So that was going to be my next question: was what made you start a YouTube channel? Oh, but lockdown. Yeah, yeah. lockdown. <laughs> Boredom. Boredom. Um, but <laughs> it seems to be going quite well. I think you got. Quite a following. Right, going all right so far. We've yeah. just got to about 60,000 subscribers on the channel, and we've got a Patreon and, and stuff now, so that's all lovely. And yeah. Lots of fun collaborations are happening, like this one. So, yeah, it's, it's still fun, so I'm still doing it. That's the only reason to do it, really, isn't it? Yeah, if it stops just... being fun, there's not much point doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people have sort of asked me before about why do you do it, and it's like, because it's fun. As soon as I don't enjoy the reenactment or anything again, then that's when I'm going to yep. stop. It's, I think. it's a good laugh so mm. far. And I think I've seen a few of your videos, so I think some of what you do is more about the clothing, right? So you sort of... Yeah, I focus a lot on clothes because I've got an interest in textile archaeology and history and, and fashion history. And like, I dress like an Edwardian most days, so I've, I've, got, I've just got a sort of natural, a natural leaning towards clothing history and fashion history. So I, I focus a lot on that, but more recently I've been looking at sort of hard archaeology and things like that because my degrees are in archaeology and it's nice to get a bit of variety. There's only so many times I can talk about stitch counts and tabby leaves <laughs> and, and warp-weighted looms before people switch off. <laughs> there is that, yeah. And Because you, you've done a few videos where you've kind of broken down things like the Vikings TV show and, and the kit that they're wearing, which I think have gone down quite well for you. They've gone down quite well. People yeah. recognise it. People recognise the big blockbuster programmes when you put it in the thumbnail picture and in the title that you're going to talk about the TV yeah. show. I think a lot of people come in and go, oh, who's this pillock talking about my favourite TV show? And then are sometimes pleasantly surprised and probably mostly not pleasantly surprised at all because it's just me hating on the bad costume. <laughs> but there we go. Right, it's not always a bad thing. Like That's actually what got me into reenactment in the first place. Yep, a lot of people have, have 
been switched onto Viking history because of the TV show yeah. or other TV shows, and like Last Kingdom's got a lot of people into into um, some of the Anglo-Saxon side of stuff, mm. and it's yeah, it does it. It does a bit of a job. Yeah. Visually, it leaves much to be desired, but don't we all? And I think before, because you did other reenactment periods before, right? Before the Vikings. Yeah, I started doing English Civil War with the Sealed Knot and uh, English Civil War Society. Uh, I've done some high medieval stuff, Tudor, a uh, bit World War One, bit World War Two, Napoleonic Regency, Roman Imperial and Republican. That's it so far. Quite a few. That's it so far. Yeah, I haven't got many left. <laughs> is it like when you get bored, you move on, or is that? I don't know. I don't think I get bored. I think I just am interested in everything. So if, a, yeah. if an opportunity presents itself to start something new that's not going to cost me a fortune mm. after the income tax return has gone in and <laughs> it looks like fun, I'll give it a crack. So, yeah, whatever it may be. I was going to say, because reenactment's quite an expensive hobby, whichever. Can yeah. Can be, yeah. Unless you're medieval scumbag number one with no <laughs> shoes and a, no <laughs> shoes and a, a scabby tunic. Yeah. Which I am most of the time. <laughs> Let's see, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. I shouldn't, it's a bit, don't want to put people off. They, they've not done it before, whereas you can start off yeah. on a smaller budget. Yeah. And then you can get carried away. And uh, we've got some extra guests. Hello. We've got some super special guests. <laughs> nope, and they found something else. Okay. <laughs> Fun. It's going well. <laughs> Yes, yeah. mid-show oh. entertainment. Mid-show entertainment. Half-time <laughs> show. Love it. Yeah. Well, it can be as expensive as you want, can't it? Really. Yeah. Like you can be, you can be very responsible and just get your tunic and your pants, or you can succumb to the temptation of the 10th century traders at Jorvik. And oh, yes. I was talking I to somebody the other day who said that their budget for the weekend was a thousand pounds just for spending, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna keep. Mine to double figures, uh, like <laughs> low double figures if possible, but you do you. It's, yeah, it's easy to get carried away when you walk around the markets and there's so many nice, nice things. So many shiny things and nice fabric and uh, yeah. I want all of it, but I can't have all of it. I've got room for all of it. I live in a small flat. But actually, my kit was actually made, or most of it. Excuse the boots. I forgot them and they're, they're back down in Wiltshire. Unacceptable. Um, he is unacceptable. Unacceptable. I apologise. <laughs> um, but yeah, most of my kit was actually made in York. Uh, I don't know if you know, do you know Leah de, la, Leah de Bernardi? Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah. And I know Eric. Yeah, and Eric. yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah, she made most of my kit, I think, apart from the rat. She's really good. She's mm. really good. I can't remember. She's got, a, she's got an Instagram page, hasn't she? That she's doing lots of cool... Yes, which I'll have to remember Is it the Ear Forwick Project? Yes. It's the Ear Forwick project. That's yeah. the one. She's got some really cool yeah. stuff on that. She's doing some great stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's very talented. And the clothing's half a task, I just should mention, just to. Yes. Which, at some point, good. I think I'll get one as well. I'll do. I'll do. We'll do it, yeah. yeah. I need to collaborate more. We were just talking about that. I need to collaborate more because this is good. <laughs> people, people engaging other people in the community is always good. So I should do that more instead of just sitting in my bedroom in my underpants complaining about TV <laughs> programs. <laughs> Lockdown's over now. <laughs> Lockdown's over. Not for me. <laughs> I've always been locked down and I'll never not be locked down. Oh. But yeah, that's, that's um, like we're doing the podcast. That's what I found is um, you end up with networking, you're meeting people like yourself and other people and just sitting down and having a chat and uh, spreading the network. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's lovely. It's fun. And then lots of small children arrive. 
<laughs> they're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're not mine, as far as I know. I have one somewhere, but I think they've gone off for dinner. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good thing to do in York. Do you want to meet Jim? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Hungry. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I choose food over me every time. Um, I forgot exactly where we got to with this conversation. I can't remember. We were talking uh, about networking. Clothes, talking yes, about... networking. I mean, we, we can move on to talk about food. Sure thing. I don't know if you know Whatever much you about the period in food. I did um, a bit of reading up when you asked me to come and have a chat, but <laughs> I've right. done a bit here and there. Tell us everything you know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Most, mostly grain-based diet, as you might imagine uh, <laughs> from an agrarian society. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, obviously... If you've seen, I don't know, have you watched any of the podcast? Yeah, big yeah. fan. Big fan. Big fan. All of them? Not yet. Not yeah, yet. It's fine. I'm trying not to. Um, I'm trying not to binge anything to the extent that I'm now <laughs> waiting for new stuff. <laughs> I'm so bad for that. <laughs> I need to control myself. So yeah, generally my first idea was to get people on the podcast, cook them some food, talk about the food, bring in sometimes elements of things I don't like, just because it'd be funny. Yeah. Um, and then I realised that's quite difficult. And so there's a few where they've branched away a little bit from that format. So for today, as you can see, no campfire. Lack of fire. No food. No food. Um, what are we going to do? And I thought, what would be more Yorkshire than to go and get a Yorkshire pudding wrap? I love it. You down? I'm down. <laughs> so I'm thinking we do that, um, maybe find a good pub, and I'm then we carry on. So down. And we'll have a chat. Double down. Okay, well, we'll catch you. This will be like instant, but yeah. Right, so we've, I went a bit West Country then, didn't I? Right, oh, so, <laughs> right, so we've got our wraps. <laughs> you wrap my handsome. Right, so we've got our wraps. Um, we've got a pint of, what was it called, do you remember? Uh, no. Something. Pint of something. Some kind of porter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll just um, tuck into these. You can watch us eat. We'll chat. Enjoy that. Not particularly Viking. Take, but, that, uh, take that Take that. in. <laughs> It's the ASMR experience, so you get to listen to us eat. Viking munching ASMR. So yeah, we've been to the Yorkshire Roast Co. for a beef Yorkshire pudding wrap. Can't, can't be bad. I should try and make a Viking version, shouldn't I? I mean, what have they got in here? The Viking Yorkshire make? pudding. It's surely, it's just, a, it's just a flour batter, isn't it? It's doable. We do pancakes. Not even sure which way up it goes. We do do pancakes. Mm. No. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> King. Lovely. Mm. Head start. Hang on. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Put it back out. It's all right. No, I do. <laughs> yeah, put it back. <laughs> I haven't eaten since breakfast. So I am ravenous. It's like mm. five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Good grief, man. Got carried away with the day and. The Vikings and the museums it, and the monster yeah. everywhere. It's York. It does that. My daughter was eating sweets all day, so we didn't get lunch. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, I've got to go meet Jim. Oops. So, yeah. Eat a bit of this before I drink the pint, I think. Mm. Mm. That's good. That is good. Mm. Mm. Horseradish. Recommend it. So, um... I'll be honest, I forget where we got to, but I think... Uh, so you actually live in York, you're not here for the festival. No, I live here. I moved here last year. Um, you seem to know everybody. We walk down the street and everyone's yeah. like, hey, Jim. I mean, 
I've worked in enough pubs <laughs> that I've either worked in or drunk in a pub with the staff mm. that I know pretty much all the bar staff in York at this stage, I think. Um, yeah, I used to live here. Lived here for five years, moved up to Scotland for a few years, and now I've moved back. Yes. So I'm a, I'm a permanent resident. You like it? Love it. What's not to love? I mean, it's, it's expensive, uh, and it's full of tourists all year long, but it's great. Like, you can't beat the shambles and the minster and the river ruse on a misty morning. It's all just mm. ridiculously atmospheric. Yeah, generally, I'm not into cities. Like, Big cities. Can't wait to get out of them. Don't know how loud that's going to be. Don't know how loud that's going to be. Up. Probably not too loud on a, on a nice loud mic. No, it's getting louder. <laughs> the joys of recording. <laughs> but um, we'll shout. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't normally do cities, but uh, York's want to make exception for. Yeah. I mean, it calls itself a city, but like we were just saying, Everywhere inside the walls is like a 15-minute walk. So it's a, small city. it's a very small city. Yeah. Right? I'm technically from a city, but Bangor is a mile from end to end. So it's not, it's not a city. It's not like Liverpool or, or Manchester or something like that. But yeah. for somewhere small, it's got a lot packed in. York. Yeah. Right. yeah there's so much to do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that the city centre is effectively still a Roman legionary fortress that's just been built on top of for centuries. Like, effectively, the whole proper city centre is just a fortress that's been built up over hundreds and hundreds of years. Like, it's great. It's great. Try this plane. Oh. Oh, it's Not thick. Bad. Not it's bad. all right. Yeah. yeah. It's got mouthfeel. Mm. Like it. I like. I dig that. I like a porter. Yeah. So we were as we were walking off to get the Yorkshire pudding wrap. I realised that you also do ghost tours. I do. In York. Yeah. Um, with the company that, by coincidence, I went to see last night. Um, yeah. So I didn't know that. So we could have ended up with you last night. It could have been, been me. Been, would have been a weird one. Yeah. If you come tomorrow, it would have been me. Yeah. I do ghost tours since the sort of middle of last year i've yeah. been doing them um not many viking ghost stories that was my next question because um i've been trying to see if there are because whenever we do any of the tours none of them mention vikings it's always roman legions and yeah girls that died from the plague and yeah plastic all that sort of stuff all plastic. the plastic stuff yeah but, Nuns walled up in in hidden chambers, yeah. But yeah, there are there are. I mean, from a Norse perspective, there are Viking ghost stories. So it's funny that there aren't Viking ghosts here. Yeah, it's weird. I know I know of one in York where down on King's Square, there's supposed to have been a big royal hall built, sort of towards the end of the ninth century, and there are a couple of stories from sort of the end of the nineteenth into the twentieth century of people seeing somebody they identify as a viking who is dripping with silver and has a beard and long hair and that kind of thing is wearing a tunic was it during the viking festival or oh it could have just been me could have just been me um but that's the only one i know of which is 
really weird, hmm. considering how big the Vikings are in like York's history. There's, there's only one Viking ghost story. There's a yeah. theoretically a poltergeist down by Jorvik Viking Center. I think it's the guy who did the poo, the fossilized poo. Yeah. I think it's him. I think he's embarrassed. I think he's coming back to, to flush away his unfinished business. I could be wrong. Is that the poltergeist activity? The That's the poltergeist. Flushing. It's just a, a, a ghostly toilet flush sound <laughs> haunts the streets. But apart from that, I don't know of any. I don't know of any, any other Vikings... Viking ghost stories in York. Like, there's a couple of medieval ghosts in the Minster who are meant to be like medieval priests and that sort of thing, and knights. But nothing that is nobody, nobody wandering around chuntering away in Old Norse or anything like that. Which, which is a shame. It'd be really cool. Like, maybe I'll make a couple up. No one'll know. Do <laughs> ah. for entertainment. I'm sure you can add a few in. Never, Most of them have already made up anyway, right? Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. I'd imagine most of the stories are, if not made up, at least elaborated upon. Yeah. You know I mean? Embellished. Yeah. Yeah. Most stories are. Like the sagas. You know, like, there's a grain of truth in them. A lot of it's entertainment value. You've got to entertain, like, a couple of families of people around a fire in a long haul. That story needs to fill that 90 minute slot. 90 minute. Like it's a stand-up. Like it's a stand-up <laughs> night. Like you've got to fill, you've got a tight five. You've got to fill that. As many Draugr as possible. This is really good. Mm. And it's got some of your five a day in it as well. A little bit healthy. A little bit healthy. A little bit horseradishy. Horse yeah, a little bit horsey, a little bit healthy. Mm. I'll be honest, because I didn't have breakfast, I could do a two of these, I think. <laughs> I'll be going back on the way. <laughs> I did have breakfast and I could do two of them, but I'm just a fat, greedy monster. There's a place by us where they do, um, whenever there's a festival on, they have food stalls. And there's one that does Mau Mau dumplings. And the amount of times we've had them and gone back for more, and they just look at you like you're mad. How? How can you fit more in? It's you again, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We've been around, we've decided we need more. Just give me more dumplings. Don't question it. <laughs> just give me more. No, I never have horseradish. Apparently, nearly all of the wasabi that you get in the UK is just horseradish. Really? Pretending to be wasabi. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know where I learned that. I was eating fermented shark earlier. Of course, I'm going to say I've had nothing since. Of course, you were. I had a piece of shark, as you do, and because um, I couldn't swallow it, I was finding that gets kind of hotter. I think it's the ammonia, and you get like a burn on your tongue. It's almost like a chili effect. I think the radish is nicer. I would rather, yeah, I'd rather have this than fermented shark ammonia burning through my palate. Call me crazy. <laughs> I'm on team horseradish. <laughs> so you, you're in a local Viking reenactment group? I am. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I play with Regia, Regia Anglorum. They're all over the UK. Yeah, and yeah, I know a few of them. Yeah, I'm in the York group. There's not many of us. There's a few of us. Um, That'd be strange if you were somewhere else, to be honest. It would be it would be odd if I were like in the Oxford group, wouldn't it? Um, we've got we've got some people that live in Cumbria that are in our group. 
And we're down in our group's in Wantage. An hour from us. So we've got quite a spread out. Do they know? Do they know? Do they know that there are closer groups? Do they know, like, where are you based? Wantage. Hmm. Is that in Cumbria or <laughs> just outside? Where's it? Is it near Holt Twistle or? <laughs> yeah, they, they do some training with the local group, obviously. Yeah. And when yeah. it comes to shows, they tend to turn up and they're part of our group because they were in Wantage before. It makes sense. You get to know people. Yeah. Strange noises again. I've met. Yeah, I've met people from all over the place who turn up and I'm, I'm in your group. Are you? <laughs> are you sure? Mm. Yeah, I just live in the Isle of Man. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Whatever. I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the group in Liverpool, and then I was in the. It was in the North Wales group for a bit, and now I'm in the York group. And just, I was in the Scotland group for a while. Obviously, I was up there. I just, oh. Is that always reggae? Yeah, I've just been. I've been with them since I was in uni because um, that one of them came up to me and whispered gently in my ear, "If I would, I like to be a Viking," and I sort of went, "Yeah, call me." They got to me first. They fed me. So uh, I stayed. So was the way. It's a low bar. Feed people, they stay. Feed me and I stay. Oh, yeah. And I, I have, I've got capacity. I, I, I eat. So are you taking part in the festival at all? I will be... Um... Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll be doing the march on Saturday. Um, doing the afternoon battle and then... Hmm. rocking about town for a bit, doing the evening battle. Um, but I tend to sort of leave it at that because I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> well, I don't have a stall. I haven't got a display. I'm not doing any talks or anything. But hmm. I'll, I might try and get a bit of filming done here and there and that sort of thing. Obviously, it's like you're doing. You know, it's a great opportunity to... Networking. Network. Everyone's here. Everyone's here. Hmm. Get some hashtag content. Get a bit of filming done, but yeah, I should be, I should be fairly visible. I'll be wearing enormous pink trousers. Nice. For the march. Oh yeah. You make your own kit. I know you were talking about fixing shoes earlier. Yeah, I sew most of my own kit. The only the only stuff that I wear regularly that's not made by me is my armor. Like nothing made of metal, because mm. I've got the facilities or the skills. Mm. Um, and at the minute, my leg wraps. I think Liz Liz Dayborn made my leg wraps for me a few years ago, but. Yeah, I make my hose and my, my tunics and my shoes and cloak and that sort of thing. Yeah. Just because that's part of the hobby that I enjoy. A lot of people don't like the sewing aspect. I tolerate the sewing aspect. It's a skill that I wanted to be able to learn. Mm. So I can now just about throw clothes together. Calling that good. I don't need to be a, a particularly expert sewer. I always mean to, like I thought I was going to practice, again, my daughter needs a new tunic. It's smaller, we could start with that, and that didn't happen. <laughs> Over winter, you're like, we've got all winter, it's fine, and then you can start doing podcasts and things, and you're like, oh wait, I don't have any time to yep. do this, and nope. the season's approaching, yep. she needs tunics, what am I going to do? That was me two days ago, like, oh, nuts, I've got to put new soles in my shoes, repaint my shield, put some links back in my chainmail, oh brilliant, I've got two days, perfect. Why didn't I do all of this over the winter? I'm an idiot. Getting quite spicy at the bottom. Getting quite spicy at the bottom. <laughs> it's hitting the nose. Ah, <laughs> I know. This might sound weird, but I'm not sure that I've ever had horseradish before. I can't remember having it. 
but it's really ticking the nose. See, I, I, I think I have, but it might have been mustard. Yeah, see. Similar flavour. Slim, slim, similar. Similar. Similar flavour, but like, yeah, really like, kicks in the sinus. Woo! Mmm. Wow. Yeah, it's like sticking pepper up your nose. Whoa. 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 So, better than fermented chard. I'm sticking with that. <laughs> mm. You apologised for not having any fermented shark on you. <laughs> Would you like some? I've had some. I thought it was surprisingly okay. It's fine. Like, if it was that or starvation, I'd pick the shark. But if there's a quick death available... I asked Hamish earlier, Hamish said, no, I'm good. <laughs> what? He's such an adventurous little dude, though. Uh, he, uh, I asked him what was the worst thing he's ever eaten, and it was um, a fermented fish dish in Norway. So, similar kind of similar, idea. I guess. So he's like, no, nah, I've done that. You know. Been there, done that. Mm. Yeah, fair, so, I guess. All right, we'll let him off. Yeah. For now. <laughs> well, I'm recording with him in, at Easter, because we're doing an event together. Uh, oh, are you going up or is he coming? We're meeting in the middle. Oh. Cumbria. Oh, oh, is that? Moorforge. Moorforge. I keep meaning to get over to Moorforge because it looks real. Talking to Adam Parsons about it, but Blue Axe. Yes. And it looks so cool. It looks such a great place and it's the kind of place we need. And it's in, it's in the north of England as well. Yes. Which is lovely. Like, no shade on the south. Love the south. There but should be more. There should be. It's not that there should be less in the south. There should just be more. In the and north. that's part of the problem. They don't get funding and things. Like it's all self-funded. Yep. Um, he runs courses in timber making. This is David, the site owner. Yeah. He'll do a timber frame making course, and the people that pay for it, literally, all the money goes back into the material. Yeah. So yep. he's just running the weekend for free. Yeah. It's he not... gets a longhouse out of it. Yeah, but it's not a money spinner. He's not like driving around in a Maserati because he's oh, got no. more forge. Like, no. And it's hard work as well. Mm. Like, it is labour. I keep meaning to go over and, and like lend my dubious strength to <laughs> lift a couple of beams or. The know. beams are in. Oh, well, then. So now it's cladding. I won't bother. It won't bother. I can clad. I can thatch. I can clad. I can plaster. If I, have I don't to. know what he's doing with the roof. The other one is planked. Plank, maybe turf. So plank. Oh, he did talk about doing the turf roof. Turf roof would be. But I think it's one of those the plan involves as you go along, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah, it's quite quite big. Yeah, it looks massive, and it'll be so great to have it. Yeah. Can you imagine having an evening there, like a nice evening feast event in a long hall, and mm. it's not in Kent, and I don't have to spend two hundred quid on petrol to get down. Yeah, it cost me that to go to Moorfords. The other way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Reggie's got Wickhurst down in mm. Kent, and that's spectacular. Like, Never been. It's lovely. It's a lovely, lovely sight. As a Viking, I'm not welcome. Wow. Well, yeah, different you know, society. Christianized, though. So. Yes. Different society, I mean. Oh, Viking society. For sure. <laughs> Pish tush. <laughs> You'll come along. <laughs> You'll have a lovely time. I've, I've met a few like, that have done my cookery courses and stuff. Yeah. Um, so there are six questions that I ask every guest. Would you like them in advance, or are you going to just go for it? <laughs> Let's do it. You not much clicking there, are you? Right? No, I've got very good knuckles. <laughs> my joints are pristine. I was, I was with my um, personal trainer earlier this morning. He used to work in a pub with me in York. And I was, I was lifting weights, and all of my finger joints just went... 
beautiful. <laughs> so they're good. <laughs> and then my back went. 30s hit me like a wrecking ball. <laughs> hit me like a freight train. I'm 40 this year. I'm yeah. Going out the other side. Everyone else has started telling me that. Just give me. <laughs> just let me enjoy what I've got. <laughs> I know it starts running out. I've got Gandalf the White here. and uh, Lay him on right. me. Do it. I'm ready. All right. Yeah. So there are, there are six questions that I ask everybody. My body is ready. First one is if you had an unlimited budget. What would be your dream project? Oh, is it restricted to Viking nope. Age stuff? No. Anything I, you like. I want um, to restore to full working order a, uh, a British Express passenger steam locomotive because I like steam trains. This is an internet revelation. This hasn't gone out wow. on, on my channel or anywhere yet. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I like steam trains. What of it? Um, so I would like to, to restore. I'd like to fully restore an express passenger steam engine and then have it like on the railway. So it was my train. And your railway. My railway. <laughs> so there. That's what that was that's been a childhood dream. It's like have my own steam train and cool. do it up and drive yeah. it and wear the hat. Kind of reminds me, and it's not quite the same scale, but when I was a child, my uncle made a replica Thomas the Tank Engine out of wood that all the kids played on. Oh, that's <laughs> so good, though. If I can find your picture, I'll have to yes, send it to you. Yes, that's so good. It was good. Like painted it, everything, yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine with carriages in the back for you to sit in. And that's, a, that's like a proper, that's a proper toy. Like, not even a toy, it's like a yeah. vehicle. Yeah. A wooden vehicle that a relative's made for a kid. That's so oh, cool. good. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Right, so next question. Okay. Surprise you. So, um, could you survive on a Viking Age diet? Uh, yes, I think I could. I think I could survive on a Viking Age diet. Um, I, like, I've been a student. I've lived off grains. <laughs> As have all students. As have all students. <laughs> We've all just had rice for dinner for a couple of weeks. Usually with ketchup or something. Ketchup. Yeah. I, used to, I used to have just, like, uh, a bit of Marmite. Or a bit of Bovril with the rice. No? Okay, Not, not fine. a fan of that one. Not a no. fan of that? All right. Nope. Cool. <laughs> You've eaten shark. Um, I reckon I could. Yeah, I think on a, on a Viking diet, I think I'd be... I'd find ways to be happy on it. Like, I'd find honey and fruit and nuts and things. And, like, I'm trying to actively get rid of processed stuff in my diet as well, as mm. much as I can. Like, I'm actively trying to get rid of, like... The, the chalky bars and the crisps and the processed sugars and stuff as much as I can and still enjoy my life but like I think I could I think I could survive on it I don't think I'd be happy on it but I think yeah. I could survive well there is a tying question to that is is there any food you'd miss on a Viking Age diet chocolate, chocolate. always cho it's always chocolate that's too easy but it is it's chocolate I would really miss chocolate I love chocolate I love it so much I'm fully addicted to chocolate no shame it's chocolate yeah Dark or brown. Dark or brown. Dark or milk or white. Love it. Would eat it all day long. Yeah. I have eaten it all day long. Nice. <laughs> Lockdown was hard on me. <laughs> Don't judge. But yeah, specifically I'd miss like chocolate orange, I think. Yeah. A Terry's chocolate orange. Invented oh. in York. Really? In nineteen thirty two. He knows his facts, people. Know my mm. know my onions and my oranges. What's the worst food you've ever eaten? Uh, so I've got a, I've got a slightly odd one. I think because <clears throat> it's um, it's a peanut sauce mm. that was made for me 
when I was in Canada a few years, like about 10 years ago, I went over to Canada. So not like a satay? Not like a satay sort. It was it was weird. It was like peanuts that had been blended up, and and it it, it was a it was like a spiced peanut sauce. So I guess it was it was like a satay, but it had like other weird flavorings in it. Shit. It was it was shite. It was awful. And I was I have never been so violently sick after eating something. Mm-hmm. I, it was almost instantaneous. Like I I ate it. I ate it all down. I thought oh, that was all right. Actually, that was okay. Because I don't like peanuts. I don't like the flavour of peanut. I'm not allergic to them. Yeah. And almost immediately, I had to just, I just, just technically yawned. Can you get me the recipe? We'll talk after. We'll you're talk a, after. You're a I've bad man. <laughs> I've got an idea. For an assassination attempt. But it was that. That's the worst thing. Well, or like, that's the worst food experience I've had. Yeah. Because it went from like, oh, I'm quite looking forward to trying this new experience. And this wasn't as bad as I thought it would be to awful, violent projectile vomiting as we're in the secret patreon area i should say actually on my honeymoon in york steady 16 years ago steady almost to the day you're not old enough short child bride were you (laughs) (laughs) that's me male order husband (laughs) male order husband from swindon (laughs) lovely that was me um i don't know we've had good food in york since i will start with that um but actually initially on the honeymoon the food was awful everywhere we went we had bad food. There's some bad food to be had here. Mm. I've never eaten here in this particular hostelry that we're in. Sounds like a challenge. But I've been a couple couple of doors up. Mm. I've had some pretty, not like offensive, but just bad pub food. Mm. You know, like it, it's clearly just bought in bulk. Yeah. And then microwaved. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. And a lot of places that have gone from really good, freshly made or like prepped in the morning food to buying in bulk, reheating in the microwave stuff. Um, yeah. It's like, it's a bit of a gamble. Mm. Bit of a gamble. So next question. What's your most memorable meal you had? Oh, um, probably going, I went for a massive curry um, on my 18th mm. with my dad. And it was, it was my 18th, so it was the first time that he could buy me a pint legally. Yeah. He was over the moon because <laughs> I had no interest in underage drinking. I was such a disappointment. <laughs> I had no interest whatsoever. And he finally was like, right, do you want a drink? I said, yeah. I'm like, I just had a pint of Kingfisher or something. Yeah. He was so happy that he could buy me a pint. And I had um, a prawn danzac. When it was like a nice hot sour curry, mm. and that was my my regular standard curry that I would have with him um, every time we went out for a curry. And I lost yeah. him late last year, really unexpectedly. And it's one of the last things that we ate together was a, a king prawn danzac, like I had on my eighteenth, and yeah. I had a pint of kingfisher. So it was like this lovely, wow. this lovely little memorable thing. It's really comforting. Really, just like if I'm feeling bad, yeah. I go out for a curry with my dad and have a king prawn danzac and a pint of pint of kingfisher, and it was yeah. just like. Nice. heartening, pleasing experience every single time. Kind of nice you had that bookend. It's a nice bookend, isn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. It was good. The actual last thing I ate with him was scampi, but <laughs> that's not not bad. That's not as romantic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, last question. Okay, I'm ready. This is the reason I've got you here. I'm ready. My body is right. I'm ready. Oh, God. What? No! <laughs> you weren't ready. You remember we were talking about ghosts? My pint! <laughs> we were talking about ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it was the horseradish. It was the horseradish. 
So yeah, so oh. you've died. Your family okay. and friends are preparing your burial. Nice. Uh, and it includes food and drink. What food and drink do you get to take to Valhalla? Ooh, right. Uh, I've got to have mead. Mm. Love mead. Got to have mead. Any particular flavour or just a straight mead? Straight mead, um, but like a really, a really sweet one. I like a really sweet mead. I don't like any dryness, any alcohol sensation. I like it to be like properly crystal, crystal, like amber coloured. Yeah. But really, really sweet. Because I love that mellow sweetness of honey that you get in mm. the really sweet ones. Um, probably like a dark beer. Like this, like a porter or... This is nice. This is really nice. I don't know what it was. Let's find out which one it is, because this is really good. Yeah, like yeah. Something like this, a nice a nice porter. Um, Food-wise, probably like probably some pickles. I'm really big into pickles. I love pickled foods. Yeah. And I feel like that's nice and appropriate for some Viking Age... Viking Age staples, so like some pickled onions, pickled eggs, actually. I'll have some pickled eggs. Do you not? I love, I love a pickled egg. I'm such a freak. I love it. Pickled chilies. Oh, yeah. Pickled chili. Pickled chili. Pickled garlic. Yes. Love pickled garlic. Yeah. Maybe, can I just have a selection? Can I have a pickle selection? Yes. Would you like uh, anything on the side? Maybe some bread or some salami? Or... I will have... Get some protein. So I'll go... Yeah, like a nice... A nice ham. A nice moist ham. Something... Nothing too exotic with like crusts or anything, like a honey roast or something like that, but just like a nice moist ham and probably just some like some nice russet apples or something. Oh, a russet. I've got a tree in my garden that's russet. Russet's gonna go extinct, aren't they? They reckon. No. Oh no. Breeding just last week. Shit. Most English species, they think, because of climate change and global warming. And the problem is, isn't actually the heat in the summer, it's that they don't get cold enough in the winter. Oh. They need to go below minus six. Plant more trees. Mm. More trees, people. Do it. Why are you on Patreon? Why are you on Patreon instead of planting trees? Plant trees. Do it. Mm. Boycott the fossil fuel industry. But that's what I'll have. I'll have a russet. Lovely. I'll have a nice russet apple. I think that's, that's enough, isn't it? Pretty good. Food-wise. Someone, someone will bring something more common, anyway. Someone will bring some bread and some cheese. Oh, wait, no, yeah, gotta have some cheese. Yeah. Gotta have some nice hard cheese. Nice oh, hard... hard cheese. What sort of cheese? Like a really filthy Stilton. I love a oh, I love a foul like or black sticks blue, yeah. like a really nasty blue cheese, like a re a really offensive blue cheese. <laughs> I like blue cheese that is not post like a post watershed blue cheese. Filthy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. On that note, the world's making like filthy cheese. Filthy cheese. So um. Where can people find you online? You should give yourself oh, a plug. Oh, i got to plug myself, right. Yes, uh, go for it. I'm so bad at self-promotion. Don't make me. Instagram, um, Facebook, website. Instagram, I'm at littlewelshviking. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash thewelshviking. The Welsh Viking was taken on Instagram. Um, my website is www.welshviking.com, I think. I never go on it. No one ever goes on it. Um, it's a useless appendix. It's like an appendix. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, The Welsh Viking. I'm The Welsh Viking on YouTube. He's Welsh, too. I'm Welsh, and I do Viking reenactment. That's Thanks why. for watching, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> That's been fun. Bye. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon, where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. <laughs>